Hello and welcome to Navigating Nursing. I am your host, Laura Whitehead, a registered adult nurse, a critical care nurse, qualified lecturer and fellow of the Higher Education Academy. I'm joined today by Lucy Burt, who is a ward manager at a Marie Curie hospice. Hello, Lucy, and thank you so much for joining me today. Did you know that you always wanted to be a nurse? I went through a few different options when I was younger. But to be honest, I had a bit of a moment when I was 15. My mum went into hospital for a double mastectomy. She had breast cancer. I remember I was visiting her and I sat opposite from this woman who was trying to eat her tea. a dinner whatever you whatever you call it <laughs> I remember they would just kind of plonk the plate in front of her and I could see her struggling to eat it and like to get to it so I went over to help her and then I just really thought about it and I thought you know what that that made me feel quite nice and I remember me mom having two Macmillan nurses and at the time I was so young and I found it really difficult to like deal with the fact that me mom had cancer and I thought they were absolutely fantastic and I just thought you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a go and that was yeah when I was like 15 and then here I am 15 years later haven't looked back. So you went to Sheffield Hallam University why did you choose that university? I definitely wanted to move away so you had like a list on there and I remember I got into a cup thought Sheffield you know it's not too far away it's about two and a half hours from Newcastle and actually when I went for my interview because when I went for this one me and my mum went we got on the bus from the city centre to the campus because it wasn't in the city centre and it was it was around school time and all the school kids were getting on it was heaving someone one of the kids obviously got on and spoke to the bus driver and said to the bus driver that it was one of their mates' birthdays. <laughs> so the bus driver started singing happy birthday. And then Now the that would not bus... happen in London. <laughs> no, it would not. Absolutely no way. And the whole bus started singing happy birthday. And I just <laughs> thought, you know what? This is the place for me. <laughs> they seem really canny. Um, so I just thought, yeah. It... And obviously the uni was like really impressive. Like I went to look around. They had like a really good like simulation centre and, and generally like a really lovely city and still a bit northern. So I was happy with that. <laughs> Got to have a bit of northernness in there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So when you qualified, you worked as a healthcare assistant for two months. Um, was that while you were waiting your pin to come through or was that a job issue? So when I qualified, so I qualified in 2011, there just wasn't any jobs. There just wasn't as many. There just was a real delay. So when I initially applied, it was actually for a temporary part-time contract. It was like 18 hours or something like that. And that was all that they could offer us. Wow. Um, so I kind of, you can imagine, I was a bit gutted. But like, that was doing... so stressful. Because also yeah, one of the like... things that we do nursing for is, you know, you'll always have a job. You'll always be able to pay your rent. You'll always be able to have a mortgage. Like it's seen as a very safe route absolutely. to go down, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And then the thought of I'm only going to be on 18 hours or something. And then I'm going to have to probably do a lot of bank to make up the money because I was I was renting of course was it was just a bit stressful so what I kind of thought was what I'll do for two months is just do loads of bank as a healthcare try and get some money it was just a bit of a waiting game a couple of months later I started. So your first job ended up being in cardiology was that a speciality that you were interested in had you ever worked on a placement there? No um, I actually I did a lot of my placements in care of the elderly and I remember at the time I thought I feel like I've drawn the short straw here slightly because all of my other friends had really sexy placements you know A and A and stuff like exactly really really like hands-on gory stuff and I was there 
in care of the elderly. And you know what? I am so grateful because I feel like it's proper made us learn how to care for people really, really well. It's such a mixed bag. So yeah, I kind of applied to, you apply to a pool. So I was kind of thinking, right, I'm, I'm really prepared to get a care of the elderly or a stroke or something like a ward like that, a really heavy one. And that's what I kind of wanted. I, I got this elective cardiology that wasn't open on weekends. And I thought, oh, wow. It was a real good stepping stone to where I went to next in ITU a really lovely first first job to ease us into my career that I'll probably be in until I'm like 70. <laughs> oh at least I think we're gonna be 75 I'm gonna get one of those yeah. zimmers with a little tray on and I can put Absolutely. the meds on it and then I'll just shuffle um, <laughs> but I think you've raised something really good that and that's something I think that actually your first job the speciality doesn't necessarily you know just because it's not a speciality that you saw yourself going into or you see your career going actually having a really supportive team is the most important thing so you mm-hmm. moved to intensive care at St Thomas's you moved to London what made you choose to come all the way down south well um this <laughs> this it, I always tell the story and it sounds a bit silly but pretty much at the time I was gonna move out of Sheffield I had been there for five years and it was gonna be to move to Manchester or London and I wasn't really sure about London, to be fair, because I thought, oh, my God, it's too big. I had made the decision that I was going to go. And then I had a, I had a dream. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. But I had a dream. And I woke up the next morning. And the dream was that I um, was trying to get over a bridge and I couldn't get over it. And I'm not I'm not in. A, well, I, I kind of read into dreams occasionally, but not hugely. And I thought, you know what? That means something. So I had a day off that day and I applied for a job in ITU guys in St Thomas's and it was a transitional course so ideal for someone that kind of wants to get into ITU I applied for that job and only that job went for the interview got the job three months later I moved to London Um, so it was just really it was just it was really it was crazy and it was exciting it was fantastic it was something that I had thought about doing before in terms of intensive care like that wasn't just plucked out the air like London and the bridge and stuff part of it part of it was a plan yes uh so because I wanted some real acute experience because I kind of thought at some point in my career I would maybe like to travel and work abroad and a lot of a lot of that is you know it would be really helpful if you had ITU or ANA experience and things so that's why I went for the ITU and obviously it was perfect the fact that it was a transition course as well. Mentioned it being a transition course you know a transition post what does that mean? It was a group of us that started together and they do it in like intakes Uh, And what we did was that you go to uni for regular study days um, and it was through King's College London. Um, So you did loads of courses and then you had um, like a clinical nurse educator who would come and check on you, make sure you were okay uh, quite regularly. You would have a couple of buddies who would like mentor type things that would sign you off for loads of competencies um so yeah it was it was really really thorough intense of course because of the area um and very very overwhelming um especially coming from working in Sheffield to then working in a central London hospital in Guys and St Thomas's where there was like hundreds of nurses 
but yeah the the transition course was was fantastic it was a real real good opportunity and it's a really good, good really, idea because it's such a fantastic idea because then you're together with a group so it's not as daunting like you've got a little team to kind of fall back on and bounce ideas off and you then went to work in oncology at guys hospital was that a speciality that you were you, you know you saying from your mum and kind of the experience with them at Milan? was that something in the back of your mind that you were always going to end up doing so I, I did me I only did a year in intensive care and that was purely because I found it I learned so much I probably learned more in that year than I did in my three years at uni because it's just so so intense um but I just thought it's too big I feel like maybe I would have got on better if it had been a small intensive care so I thought you know what this is probably not for me I'm gonna I'm gonna move on um and at this point you're getting a bit worried because you think god I've been qualified you know two and a half years I'm now moving on to my third job how's that gonna look that's something that I remember I did A&E for nine months um I'd been qualified a year and then moved to A&E and I was really worried you know what what will this look like and I think if you realise an area isn't for you or, you know, for whatever reason that that you do move on, if that's what you decide and that you don't have to stay for kind of a set number of mm-hmm. years or a set amount of time, because actually all of you is still the same job. It's still you're still a nurse, whether you're yeah. in intensive care at St Thomas's or yeah, wherever you move on to oncology at Guys, it's you're still on that same on that same path, aren't you? Even when I've interviewed people, I've, unless they were changing like every two or three months, then otherwise I would look at their CV and go what a wealth of experience they've got you know in all these different areas and you've got to take the opportunities when they come haven't you you've just got to jump and that's the beauty of nursing I remember when I qualified speaking to somebody and they were saying oh my oh my god like it's it's such a fantastic career you can it's so portable you can go wherever you want you can do whatever you want and you can get so many different experiences so do it you might as well make the most of it and you do that by changing your job and experiencing new things and you've got to try new things to make you realize if you like them or not there's no such thing as like a a bad experience in terms of changing around in jobs and stuff because you can learn from everything I think so yeah back to the question in hand (laughs) um I I moved from ITU to oncology because I had made that decision, of course. And then just thought to myself, you know what? I came into nursing because I wanted to work with patients who had had cancer and then potentially get into Macmillan nursing. And I thought, I've had a year where it's it's not something that I feel like I'm probably going to be doing, whereas I know that I want to get into oncology. So let's just go for it. Why am I putting off? And again, that thing, you know, I might go and I might not like it. And then I've if I wait until I'm like bloody 50 or something then and think that's my end career and then I regret it that'll be really irritating so I just saw this job um come up around the time that I had again made that decision that I was going to go um and it was a guy's hospital in, in oncology on a ward there and like best decision I ever made honestly I loved working there and I think had I not have left London to come back to Newcastle I probably would have stayed there longer. It was just such a fantastic ward, really busy, really acute. But then you got that fantastic side of the end of life, the palliative care, the real care inside. So you had that, you know, the sexiness that I talked about earlier of the kind of really unwell patients. But then you, you were really able to care for them and look after them and 
the team was amazing and luckily whilst I was there I had opportunity to kind of go up in my band I also did a three months of comment as acting ward manager before I left but I also in between that time did a year as a discharge CNS a specialist how did you find um, that you know what I hadn't been a band six for long and I saw the job come up and it was a band seven job I thought God loves a trier. Come on, I'm going to have a go here. Great decision. It was fantastic. I worked across. I would go and help these patients that we did a lot of fast tracks. So patients that are have had conversations with the medical team and time is very short and you're talking about preferred place of death, uh, which was really interesting to me. And to, to facilitate that and to make that happen was so exciting and it just gave me such good job satisfaction great experience but I did it for a year because it was as a comment and then I went back to the ward so you'd worked at oncology at guys and then your next post was in the hospice back home in Newcastle did you always know that you wanted to go home at one point or was it more that the role came up so I had made the decision um after being in London for five years I just thought I'm gonna I'm going to go home. I kind of had this overwhelming feeling that I wanted to settle down a little bit and be closer to my family. And I remember I worked with a nurse on the ward, guys, who had come from a hospice. And I remember her just being a fantastic nurse and just such a lovely temperament and nature. And she used to speak about the hospice and it would make us kind of, I was quite curious about it. And I thought that it was something that I definitely wanted to try and do. Yeah, I applied for two jobs before I moved home, then this one at the hospice, and it was as Band 6 ward sister. Yeah, I, I, I took it, and it was quite surreal to, to make that decision to come home and leave this amazing job and, and kind of family on my ward, and you know what I mean? Because we had such good friends there, but I just knew it was the right thing to do for me to come back and just be around my family and settle down and stuff. Do you recommend that anyone that wants to do hospice nursing go to an inpatient oncology ward first or do you think it is possible to to just go straight into the hospice? I think you probably I think I think it really helps I think it does help because the hospice that I work in it's not just patients with cancer um, just a real mixed bag of patients but the majority of them do have cancer um, or have had cancer and um, so it is quite helpful and I think my oncology experience has really put us in a good position to work there however I don't think it's essential because you just you need to know the fundamentals you need to know about how to really care for a patient how to really look at the whole situation holistically how to consider like the the relatives that you're involved with the friends the families and also about supporting your colleagues and things so I think as long as you've got the right approach to nursing, when I say right, I mean right for that area, um, as in you're happy to take your time, slow down, really get to know the patients, then I think as long as you've got that in you or you've had experience of that, then you should absolutely flourish in the in the hospice. Um, you don't necessarily need that. But I, I feel for me it has been helpful because I had those lovely experiences whilst I worked in oncology that led us to the hospice. I had a patient that um, I looked after and it was actually the reason that led us to the hospice. I looked after this lady and she had a young daughter and she actually got married on the ward. Oh. 
and it was one of the most memorable days that I had there you've given me goosebumps (laughs) (laughs) we decorated the room off the ward with like all sheets and things and I was I remember I was nurse in charge the day that she got married and I remember putting one of my friends who one of the nurses to look after this lady because I was like you've always got really nice hair go and go and sort her out go and do our makeup get her looking and feeling fantastic so we did that and oh it was just absolutely it was amazing that was it really really sticks with us and that's kind of why I moved to the hospice as well but yes so if you've you know and you can do that thing you can do those sorts of things on any ward yeah and I think as well like nursing it's so broad and and no one would ever have said to you know your friend that was doing her hair and makeup you're now going to be a hairstylist for someone's wedding you would you know that's not anything that would ever be possible but you know you were all in that amazing position to be able to facilitate Mm -hmm. that and that and that's amazing that that you know you and your you and your ward did that it was a real real special time and the the husband the lady um she did die with us um and the the husband actually wrote me a letter and a card and but sent it I think it was about two years later I actually was I actually received it when I had moved back to Newcastle this letter and it was just saying about how special we had made that day and things like that and you know that was that was like two years later that's what I actually like that's what I say to a lot of the staff that I work with now the smallest thing can make the biggest impact Mm -hmm. and you just have to remember that and people remember the strangest of things so just hold on to that while you've been at the hospice back in Newcastle you've done an end-of-life care module how did you find going back to university and how did you find doing that course after all your kind of extensive end-of-life experience in clinical practice yeah so I went this um and I must admit when I went I thought that it would it would be easier than I first anticipated but actually it made us realize that my knowledge of palliative care was very limited I can look after patients I can I can treat them well but in terms of symptoms and medication and things like that you know, my, my knowledge was was pretty limited because we were really fortunate in the hospital that we had palliative care nurses that would come around and advise things. So I was really keen to kind of expand my knowledge and things when I got there. Um, so I signed up for this end of life care for all course and to see if that would increase my confidence because I went in as a band six. So I was feeling pretty confident as a manager, as a leader, but maybe not as a, as a palliative care nurse. And that's what I felt like I needed as well because a lot of the nurses had been there so many years you know that had been there since it had opened they had a wealth of knowledge and here's me fresh out of school pretty much popping down to go hello I'm in charge (laughs) yeah I'm I'm your manager now um so I was like I need to I need to back this up with some some knowledge so yeah signed up for this course and really lucky to get on it it was um at Northumbria Uni it was pretty it was pretty funny to go it was daunting to go back I must admit but it was it was nice it was good to get back into that kind of the swing of things and it was a real good experience in terms of it actually made us realize that I knew more than I thought I did and that's always a good thing isn't it a little refresher of 
you know, I've, I've got this, I'm, I'm okay. So I think reflective practice is so embedded, isn't it, in what we do? And I think maybe we over-reflect sometimes and we over-doubt ourselves. Yeah, I think we're very critical, aren't we? Very critical. But, you, but it's probably because you've, you've met so many different people, haven't you? You meet so many different nurses who've got such different experiences. So you're bound to compare yourself to other people and that's not always a good thing. And I think no. I found, especially I look, I look really young. Um, I got, I, I'm 28, but I got a deed to buy a potato peeler last week. I started at Middlesex and I went into a meeting and one of the lecturers said, oh no, students aren't allowed in here. It's for members of staff. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, I am a member of staff. She went, no, you're not. And I had to get wow. out my ID badge from my pocket and be like, look, I am a member of staff. I'm, and I remember being really embarrassed. Then got to go in front of a class and say, to people that especially in my, my lots of my cohorts they're they're mature students they're a bit mm-hmm. older they've got children it's their second or third career yeah. I think I think we can overdoubt and actually we need to just have that confidence of anyone mm-hmm. in any other job I know exactly what you mean Laura because I'm I'm only 30 as well so it's just like I look at myself and I always say god I'm just a child yeah. I can't even like how am I managing a ward and things and also when um, you're qualified when... imagine when like I think this if you told 21 year old Laura that I would have done everything I've done I'd be in my current job I would never ever mm. have believed you ever and I think I think when you're maybe when your career kind of goes outside your expectations, it's almost like you've never thought about that your career would be where it is. And I think that kind of feeds into that whole I get I hate the phrase, but it does feed into the imposter syndrome mm-hmm. kind of thing, maybe. Yeah. And I found, as you said, like going back to and doing courses has then increased my confidence and I yeah. think it's within your team they know that you've done that learning they know that you've been to university and mm. then I found a lot of people will say oh what did you learn in this or and it kind of puts you then more in a position where people are coming to you asking things yeah they might not have done otherwise I th- like with with the course it was it like I said it definitely made us realize that I knew more than I thought that I did but I would have probably liked a little bit more from it if I'm honest I think it would be a fantastic course if you were wanting to get into palliative care. So, you know, you were asking earlier about if you should work in oncology or where you could potentially work to get into the hospice. It doesn't matter where you work, but if you get an opportunity where you can do a course like end of life care for all or something in that kind of area, then it would be, I would definitely recommend it. So if you had any advice for anyone that wants to work in oncology or that wants to move into the hospice environment or, you know, working in a hospice, what advice have you got for qualified nurses? Definitely do it. I would say for oncology, I would highly, highly recommend that. It's such a good experience. Like I was saying earlier, you've got that real acute setting where the patients are really sick so you've you've got to think on your feet it's just it's an exciting environment at times do you think oncology is a good newly qualified area I feel like that having the basics beforehand is definitely going to put you in a good position I personally would say is don't specialize too soon get those basics done you know learn your fundamentals of how to really look after a patient and then go into specialize potentially in oncology or wherever else you kind of want to go be definitely trying out what you're interested in but oncology is just a fantastic speciality because you've got that excitement of patients being critically unwell 
but you've got that fantastic, fantastic job satisfaction of looking after that patient at the end of life, potentially, or getting them home off a fast track. If you can kind of make somebody feel a little bit better whilst they're going through that experience, that's what we went into nursing for. And then the hospice, they are they are different. They are very different. You know, the hospice is a much slower pace. So I would say if you're interested in the hospice, very different to working in a hospital environment. So I think if you were to go to a hospice and think you maybe just want to stay there for a couple of years, it's then it'll be such a contrast to then go back to the hospital. When I first started, I was thinking, oh my God, this is so, it's just so slow. It's just really slow. And then, but you just focus on different things. I remember, I remember when I started as well and the nurses would talk about the patients and their husband and their two kids. And they would talk about them as if they knew them as a whole. Um, It's like Um, we were their friends and that, you know, and they would know so much about the, the kids and where they went to school and about their dog and about all this. And I would think, oh my God, like I would have absolutely no idea about that. But now when you get into the the kind of way of the hospice, you do know all those things. And it's so lovely to look after a whole family, not just that one individual person in that in that hospital bed, in that hospital gown. And it's a real different experience. So where do you see your career going now? So I have just recently started my 12 months to comment as a band seven ward manager congratulations thank you but actually I will be going on maternity leave in May well double (laughs) congratulations yeah so that'll be me for at least the next year and then after that I really really I'm not sure I kind of and when I worked in oncology I had this real set thing of what I wanted to do and now I think I'm just going to see where where the path takes us. I'll be going back to the hospice and I'll I may be back as a band seven or I might be back as a band six. And I think I'll just really try and encourage the new staff there and the band fives there to kind of develop and things. That's something I really, really enjoy. I love to kind of work with new nurses and boost their confidence and get them to potentially a more senior role because I think if I didn't have staff who really pushed me and really guided and moulded me, then I wouldn't be in the position that I am now. So I think if anything, I don't know where my path's going to go, but I definitely want to be involved in kind of helping new nurses to potentially do, I was going to say as well as I have done, but I do feel very proud of myself. No, of course. Know. Thank you so much for joining me today, Lucy. It was a pleasure thank to you. Thank you for having me. It was- oh, and thank you to Sarah. Sarah is one of the best nurses that I've worked with, genuinely. Thank you very much, Laura. Thank you.